are now listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, two. Yay! <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome to the first official episode. First, first official episode. <laughs> <laughs> All the hot air coming through the mic. Do you feel your ears warming up? <laughs> I, I do. I do. I feel super nervous. I don't know why. Have we have only too. tried this multiple times. <laughs> Take 441. Okay. <laughs> still nervous, but I'm here. I but we're here. Today. We're here. We showed up. You but know? still, and being, being present, showing up is so important. I like that we said that specifically. We showed up. Yes. We are present in this moment, and we're ready to have this conversation. Absolutely. That was a good one. Yeah. So let's introduce ourselves to our amazing new listeners. Yes. Oh my God. First of all, I think we're at like 60 followers already. I know, it's so weird. So like 60 people who are so willing like to listen to us you and hear what we have to say. Like, oh my goodness. Oh my Hi. God. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. So doing introductions, um, my name is Tess and I am one half of the melanated movement podcast i like to identify myself lately as a burnt out social service uh retired (laughs) i don't think social i don't think the social work ever ends but um i definitely i am um from a non-profit background and i uh, was in social services for the better part of my career and uh probably around a year ago or so i really started thinking about uh, how to move forward and in a space where uh, it's very difficult to navigate in a melanated skin, in a brown and a black skin. And so I have been talking to you, Anne, about you know what it looks like uh, stepping outside of the comfort of nonprofit, nine to five, like work day, day in and day out. And you actually gave me the, I think the strength <laughs> to, to, to move beyond what I've been used to all my life. And so about not too long ago, I yeah, officially, real, recent. real recently said uh, goodbye to this career and embarking into, into a new one. Stepping into a new one, yeah, no, and, and so anyway, I'm excited to be here. I am a millennial. Uh, recently, recently reached the thirties, <laughs> and <laughs> really no, excited, never. really excited about this. And so that's a little bit about me. Welcome, Tess. <laughs> hey, hey, Tess. <laughs> like, you ever see those movies where they're like, "My name is Bob." Hey, Bob. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, I'm the other half of the Melanated Movement podcast. What, what, what's up? It's Anne. Hey, hey. A-double-N-E. <laughs> so anyway, I always say that only because, like, just to be clear, there's an E at the end. I'm French. <laughs> yes. I'm not British. There's a difference. But I love I love the background of, of my name. I love the background of me, my culture. So it's important for me to tell you. It's kind of like when you introduce yourself. And you go somewhere and your name ha- is from wherever. Mm-hmm. And they say, whenever you introduce yourself, introduce yourself the way you're supposed to be. You know, like, my name is not Ann Adler. My name is Anadlea. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, type of thing. And I'm ste- definitely, like, stepping into that realm of myself again of, like, this is what my name sounds like. This is who I am. This is me stepping into myself completely wholly. Mm-hmm. So in this space that we're in where we're, like, entering this new, like, not version of ourselves, but we're evolving into better beings that's like that's where I am that's part of it so um so I'm a millennial as well um I don't want to say I'm stepping into my 30s I haven't reached there yet (laughs) I still have time no matter the length of time there's still time there's still time (laughs) um well, I'm a millennial. Um, we're both vets. We're out yeah. here. Ooh, ooh, Army strong. We are. Um, Navy over there. That's okay. But we're talking about <laughs> Army right now. Uh-huh. For- <laughs> if you ain't Army, what you doing? What the fuck you at? <laughs> Isn't it wild? Like, the, the different variations of the different, like, chants that we have. Mm-hmm. It's like, it all starts with, like, H-O. H-O. Mm-hmm. And then 
And then it's like, oh, well, we're just going to, like, freestyle this one. We're like, we're not going to be who we're going to be who y'all. Like, yeah. no, we are different. Yeah. It's is, like the, mine is whole. Yeah. H-O-O-A-H of sound. <laughs> it's, it's not even a real world. It's, it's just part of the like, dialect. It's like this grunting noise. Like, it's oh. literally like when you say, when you say, charge, you're like, ah. Yeah. Like, that's where it comes from. Right. It's like, anywho. So, <laughs> millennial. I'm black, baby, baby. I'm Haitian. Um, I am non-binary. Um, I'm gorgeous. I'm beautiful. I'm strong. Yes. <laughs> Just to add on to, you know, kind of like the MBA oh, at the end of your name. Baby. Listen, that's how it is. And I'm excited to welcome everyone. Let your ears perk up with the sounds of our voices. Hello. How you doing? Take a sip. Take a breath. Take a drink. Oh, I love the energy. <laughs> it's oh, about it's the great. energy. It's about the energy. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to be here. I, I'm so happy we're doing this. Me too. How long have we been talking about this? A long time. I think it's great. I think we've also, because of our, we're like struggling artists right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We've always talked about these beautiful, like colorful ways of this, like living in the sense of how we like write, mm-hmm. like the storytelling, how we see things through yeah. different like lenses. That's another piece of us. And then like, like, yeah. Yeah, we are storytellers. And then in real life, we have a nine to five, mm-hmm. like it's very blocky. And now we're entering like that phase of life where our lives match like the words that we write in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. so I'm I'm excited to be here yes and so uh, I know that you and I have spent countless times engaging in conversations I still remember so we are related <laughs> another piece of us <laughs> so you guys know we are used to having our names butchered particularly our last names oh yeah especially in the military you know during the military I days. love listening to it oh, I my love watching the struggles <laughs> The struggle was so real. Of their lips, like, trying to form. <laughs> that, this is a... Uh, <laughs> um, private. Uh. How do you say that again? And then you know they're talking yeah. about you. Yeah, there's always, and like, a like, crotch somewhere. And I'm like, there's a, that does not The belong. crotch is my favorite. <laughs> there's always a crotch in there. And then you're just like, you didn't even try. Yeah, bro. it's like you, you gave up. Or like, not even a quarter of the way through. American. Uh, it, and it's like, I'm done. American schooling. <laughs> <laughs> we stop at the first letter and we then ask for help. Like, hey, yeah. uh, I don't quite understand what's going on here. Um, these words are connecting in ways I've not quite seen before. Uh, <laughs> what is this kind, is this sir? Still the alphabet? <laughs> are we in a new realm? Is this something I should have learned when I was in school? Meanwhile, you're 99, still can't fucking spell McDonald's and shit. Yeah, right. or Wednesday and ends day. <laughs> Let me just tell you, Wednesday ends day. That's great. Wednesday and ends day. What is this? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday ends day. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we're very serious people. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're engaging in these very serious conversations. Right? Yes. Let's <laughs> let's jump into uh, the topic for this yeah. episode that we brought all these amazing listeners to. That we are. Um, Part of the reason of our melanated movement Mm -hmm. is talking about melanated topics. Mm -hmm. So our very first topic is, drumroll please, (laughs) black rage. Black rage, baby. Black rage. What is it? What does it look like? How do you see it in your life? How have you experienced it? And then the acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of what it is and really understanding like, is is this what I'm experiencing it? Or is this what I'm experiencing and... Seeing it from that realm of understanding, right. it changes, you know, like the view. It really does. I I know that we have spent countless of times just really diving into conversations. Like a long time ago, I still remember us sitting on like the oh, hood yeah. of our car, you know, outside, you know, our our, um, <laughs> our you know family member's place or something, and just like getting just into touching, it. Yeah. Right? And so, and I know that you and I have had journey uh, like our individual journeys, but they've intersected at very interesting points throughout and it's almost like leading this parallel, right? Mm-hmm. I and agree. Into like, into it really is. And a lot of what we've experienced uh, can all can also carry the definition or the uh yeah, the the name that and the topic that we're discussing today with which is black rage, mm-hmm. right? And so what I think was I'm the I'm the of the I'm the of the uh, 
how do you call this, of the uh, attitude and going of like, yeah, let's just get into it and just yeah, start talking, right freestyling, all of that stuff. But then you're you're more of the, you know, Tess, like, calm down. I'm going to need you to take a deep breath. <laughs> let's ground ourselves. <laughs> let's talk just, about this briefly. Just start flying off the handle. And why don't we, why don't we start by finding a definition um, for black rage, right? And, and then really get into that space. So you went and looked at the definition that is provided online. Mm-hmm. And what did you find? So black rage is a legal term. And that's so like when you go online and you're looking up, and I feel like this qualifies for a lot of things that we look up that's related to blackness. When you try to identify what word goes with this particular thing I'm feeling because I'm black, it's hard for you to find a definition because there's things that either aren't being shared or aren't really acknowledged. So this was the only definition we found online and it's the legal term. So as defined by definitions.us.legal, it's defined as a uh, black rage insanity defense is a legal strategy which exhibits environmental hardships to explain why a person commits a crime. It is a form of insanity defense taken by the African-American defendants charged without or with violent crime against white persons. Hmm. By taking such defense, the African-American defendant tries to absolve or mitigate their conduct on the basis of the years of oppression and racist hostility persisted at the hands of white Americans. This defense was first used in the mid-1990s. Wow. Talk about... This is what the first episode will be about. Wow. First of all, thank you for looking into that. That I just... It (laughs) always takes me a minute because we've looked at it before, right? And it always takes me a minute to really process the entirety of what you just defined. Because there are so many pieces that just stick out for me. The first one being... It was an it's an insanity defense. And the second part being the collective pleading that insanity defense, or like the representative of that of that collective, and the specificity as to whom that defense is yeah. toward, mm-hmm. right? And so it's for violent crimes committed against white persons. And I I can't help but think of the origin of that definition mm-hmm. like how do we how do we get to the point of observing this thing mm-hmm. looking at it and naming it that talk about like right on the money right but and and who originated that definition mm-hmm. that's a good question <laughs> that's actually a great question who would have thought like you know what the things that we've experienced in this life only brings it down to black rage. And that particular, like those two words going together are so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To think of rage, when you think of rage, is it's you're past the point of being pissed. You're past the point of being fed up. You're past the point of thinking there's any other solution. You're in this headspace of, oh my God, the only way I can, I can express myself is being absolutely over the top just ridiculously angry Mm -hmm. and then black rages or rage within itself is not always expressed in that way right you know what i mean because think about people go through rage next thing you know they're doing things that you can't even see to Mm -hmm. themselves and to others correct so in this space when you've now experienced something where you know or there's sometimes where you don't know but you go back and you think wow i really did experience this and i never knew what exactly to call it whomever we should really look i I will look i'm gonna put that in my notes (laughs) i'm gonna look into that because it's a great engagement point too i agree anybody you know we i don't i definitely do not have a law background but anyone who is familiar with that insanity defense um maybe they're able to find where it originated from that mm-hmm. I think that would be a wonderful thing so feel free to share any list you know anybody listening uh feel free to share that definition like on our page um we you know anything that you can find because this is going to be i believe a series of conversations yes. because we don't want for there to be just a conversation about black rage this is what it is this is how we understand it this is how we process it mm-hmm. and just leave it there right, right. um because this the point of this is to really get from a space of black rage and to like really getting into black resilience and and yes. joy and liberation and liberation right and 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 so we we definitely don't want to leave it there mm. but i just find it very interesting that the root of 
the um, of the said of said rage, mm-hmm. right? I find it very interesting because, like, as you legally define it, the that's it. Once again, it's insanity defense for an action that has already been committed, mm-hmm. right? But the cause of that has never been discussed. Like, mm-hmm. there is, there is, and it's if you think about the way that society operates. Even right now, with all of the uh, restrictions around revisionist history, right? Restrictions around like really teaching the root of oppression mm-hmm. and privilege. It there is this overall census coming from the majority, um, where there really isn't a cause or a root to anything. It's like here's a society. Here's you know this discrimination standing right over there Mm -hmm. that you're going to like deal with and yeah maybe we have a hand in it but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about like you know it's just the past let's leave the past in the past right and so I think about how even being used as insanity defense for an action that has already been committed there really isn't a cause to it there's just this is what this black person is going to claim for violent crime against a white person is that what insanity is without the black rage portion of it? What's like, if you claim insanity, is is that what it is where there's no specific cause, but because you're claiming insanity, you did it just because? Is that what that is? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like a very good way to dissect this even further would be to maybe define what insanity is, right? Yeah. So how do we, I mean, how does the dictionary define insanity? Let's see. And, do, and it is according to the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary, right? Insanity is a severely disordered state of the mind, usually occurring as a specific disorder. In law, it means unsoundness of mind or lack of the ability to understand that prevents one from having the mental capacity required by law to enter into a particular relationship, status, or transaction, or that releases one from criminal or civil responsibility. So it takes away the cause? <clears throat> is that what that is? I mean, that's what, that's what it sounds like yeah. to me. Because I feel like... I feel like with the way they try to define this, like it being in this in this law form, and because everything is put into law as a loophole. I think like everything when it comes to legal, these are the loopholes we will use to get you the justice that you're seeking or the result that you're seeking. But none of it ever seems fully true to me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why I wish there was a definition for black rage that was not legal, but literal. Like in, in a sense of like when you're in that space where you are so people are so used to treating you a certain type of way because of how they've been taught and so on Mm -hmm. and within your blackness this is something that you've experienced that that you've come uh, like accustomed to Mm -hmm. and you're realizing that you're you're realizing the differences of how you're being treated versus those that are not black those who are not colored those who are not you know i guess black appearing is Mm -hmm. what i should say because there's some of of that are of black descent that don't look black so of course the treatment is different Mm -hmm. however you know there's different instances for everything. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a definition that said, I feel this way because, because. this, yes, that cause is, is so important. And I feel like these definitions lack a cause. Mm-hmm. And, and this conversation is so important because how do you even introduce this conversation? Not only with your, your black, um, would it be constituents? Why Friends, are we like thinking me. like so highly? Like, <laughs> dear constituents. Dear constituents. <laughs> Like to even introduce this topic to a group of friends, you have to you have to start from the only definition that you're given and then break it apart from what they see it as to what you see it as to then get that definition to then have that conversation and build up that. I mean, what is that called? Build up the strength to talk to your non-black friends. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I experienced in this space, and it's rooted in a cause, right? Of course. It's rooted. There is a reason behind it, and furthermore, it is justified. And it really has me thinking about um, how much of 
some of the reclaiming of words and terms that mm-hmm. we also have. We also have done. Reclaiming. Right? Reclaiming is important. There's a lot of things that have been taken from us and taken from our vocabulary, taken from our strength that has been flipped and used against us. And us taking it back, it like the knowledge of some people only go but so far. Mm-hmm. So like when you explain certain things to white persons or even some black persons mm-hmm. that just don't understand their history or don't understand the rooted causes of some of the things that we experience and how far back it goes Mm -hmm. like experiencing that conversation of cause Mm -hmm. is such a huge thing because Mm -hmm. you explain this to someone who's not black and their eyebrows are like like going up and touching their hairline like what are you talking about I don't understand why you could feel this way because they're only seeing it through their lenses and they're only being taught what their parents were taught and what their parents were taught to believe you know don't look at what I'm doing to this black person look at what I'm telling you because of our skin color this is what we experience and we think because of the way that we're living in our lineage that they should have the same living even though we treat them like they're below us and Mm -hmm. that's where everything that form of understanding is kind of like you burst like you're bursting their bubble and once that bubble is bursted you're entering a new realm of thinking and then are you willing to be that person to burst your non-black friends bubble I have a follow-up question for you. Yeah, follow it up, girl. So (laughs) you talk about, and it's very interesting, right? Because you talk about, like, how do we even introduce these conversations? How do we even introduce it in our own community Mm -hmm. of black and brown skin um, folk and melanated folks, right? At name drop. (laughs) (laughs) But then, so then doing that, even to even then introduce it to, like, our non-black peers and friends and allies. And... Do you think, and here's my question, because you talk about how a lot of these beliefs and this understanding of the way things just are stem from the education and the ways in which non-black people, particularly white people, just to be, you know, put it out there, were raised to just be quote-unquote colorblind. Um, oh, the really ones just, that don't see right, color? Really bl- right. <laughs> and, and blinding to the realities and the root causes of, of the reality going from that thinking of like it is what it is do you think in 2021 Mm -hmm. as we navigated this horrendous pandemic and navigate this entire like racial upheaval and i think like this stream of just revelatory consciousness if Mm -hmm. i may um do you think that and i don't want to already filter in my own biased opinion in that question how do you think of non-black folks living in today's America, in today's society. How do you imagine them still not understanding or not knowing or not searching for the root causes of this reality? So are you asking that I feel like people should be looking into these See, things? I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm thinking it, <laughs> but I'm not saying <laughs> But like, like, do I think that they should know about our culture, or do do, do like just the, the history of it? I yeah. mean, there's such a big push to really not teach those things in school. Oh yeah, Texas. Right? Oh my god. Right, and it's like <laughs> Texas is its Texas own is country born. right now. Yes, and and so I I so I will let you answer that. Okay, and then. We'll discuss. Okay. So the way that I took that question was, <laughs> do I believe that people who are not black should look into like the entirety of our history, not just the white history that's been taught? Is that is that the question? Yeah. I mean, entirety being a very strong word. In yeah. Because like, it's, a, it's a lot. Right. It is of a lot. Of course. Um, I feel like all persons, and I'm not going to do the all lives matter bullshit. I'm going to break it down. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like all persons, black and other, should look into our history as a whole. Um, because our history, our history as Americans, and I'm speaking specifically for Americans, because we do actually have some listeners in Canada. Because we, we international in this motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, but, um, 
in America specifically, I feel like our history is so filtered to the point that we're having issues of what should be put taught in history books. Mm-hmm. Our history should be put in the history books. And that's just me. Like, like why why filter that you murdered all of these indigenous people? Why take it out if you know what happened? You know what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. take it? It's not just, oh, slaves came, came over here and, for, and then we're going to skip 400 years and then be like, okay, and then they were free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's mm-hmm. so much of our of our history that's not being taught to us, and I feel like I feel like us as Black people should do better at knowing our history, so that we're understanding more forms of Black rage that we experience. Because there's things we experience and we have no idea what to pin it as. Like, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing this this particular moment. And I feel like this moment, my emotions is bigger than this moment. This is like my emotions of my ancestors mm-hmm. coming from the base of my feet to the root of my head. Because mm-hmm. I've had moments where I feel like I'm angry, but I am so angry for the moment that it's not just this moment. It's every moment mm-hmm. before this moment that's caused this rage within me. And I feel like um, non-black persons should look into this shit. Because then when you, you have to know what's offensive and what's not offensive. We're past the point of, oh, I didn't know. Okay, let me tell you something. Like, okay, if you're in this, if you're still in the space of I did not know, you're you're not in the right space. That's we we are not going to stay in the space. We literally have scientists that are mutating monkeys with human cells in 2021, mm-hmm. right? You are no longer in the space of not knowing. Right. I think we're past that. We really have robots being created. By freaking, who's that guy? The Tesla guy. Motherfucker can't even get the the car to drive straight, but he wants to build a robot. (laughs) But, you know, but humans can go faster than the robot, bro. We're past the point of not knowing. And if you reach that point of, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. You wanting to be that person that's able to live in this space and not become a Karen should do that research, right? I, I, I agree. If I'm required to learn about Christopher Columbus... You should be required to learn about the land that you're living in. That's just that's just my opinion. Because even for me, looking up what certain things mean and why I am in this space and what this means to the land I am living in, in correspondence to what is my lineage and everything that's connected, like in order to know yourself from each each hair on your head to each toenail you got growing, even the one on the side you don't want to admit is a toe. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to understand your background. You have to understand the background of of what surrounds you, of who surrounds you where that come from and, and how you even got here. I think in 2021, you are solely responsible. Like you have to be socially responsible. There's no excuse not to be anymore. That's, that's my response. That was a very elaborate response. <laughs> oh, you're I welcome. enjoyed every <laughs> second of it. I, I didn't want to influence like your opinion on it, but I think you and I have had enough conversation to really generally agree on yeah, most things. Of course. Right? And that, I think that's, that was my, my thing is any, any time prior to 2020, I feel there are things that I would be able to just kind of understand and just let go. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe not understand, but at least accept to a certain degree. But with such intensity and upheaval that in 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 the upheaval that happened last year, I feel like it really behooved like everyone to look into things that they didn't know before. Of right? course. And I place the a heavier amount of that responsibility on white folks. And then second, non-black persons, mm-hmm. because you can't continue to live in the shadow of understanding and knowledge anymore. Right. And so uh, I, part of that black rage, I think also stems from you don't understand where this is coming from. And it is your responsibility to understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times that, which you have been tokenized and I have been tokenized in the spaces that we've navigated whether it's through work or mm-hmm. other settings, is quite frankly exhausting, mm-hmm. right? And so when do we get to the point where the brunt of that responsibility of educating just don't falls on us? Yeah. And I can almost excuse black people not knowing about the entirety of the history because because of the navigation i feel like, i feel like through. right i feel like living in the present sometimes is is bur- is burden enough mm-hmm. and if you want to take your time 
getting to that space of really understanding the entirety of history, like, you know, I feel like you get, you get a pass. The entirety, yes. I feel like you, you, you can't accept, you cannot expect to learn all of your history all in one time within this moment. I'm going to learn everything about my lineage. You're, you're definitely going to have a space where you're not going to know everything. But I do, like, there's heavy responsibilities on white folks. And I, we say white folks on purpose because there's there's a difference um, of knowing their history and accepting. I think the biggest issue is acceptance. Like, let me take you, like, imagine all the videos that we have of, like, women, these white women, white people white folks screaming in Victoria's Secrets and screaming on planes and oh my god I can't believe you that is ignorance and mm-hmm. it like it, literally this ignorance is bliss that is what ignorance is bliss looks like you see how all of these people are starting to melt because ignorance is no longer bliss do you see mm-hmm. where I'm going with this mm-hmm. I feel like it is all of, it is the responsibility of all persons to really understand what's going on but I feel like the a huge responsibility is on white folks to understand because there's there's centuries of time where the acceptance did not happen so you guys are be behind the curve meanwhile black folks or black people are going through they're exhibiting such extreme like we're going through such a, a very deep evolution mm-hmm. of acceptance throughout the last decade just think about how big like the natural hair movement has gotten mm-hmm. that's a major part of black people ex- accepting their roots and their culture that's like a visual appearance specifically for black women has been such a big hold remember how you remember how huge being a black woman that impact of being a black woman is so deep mm-hmm. when that black woman starts to understand her worth it changes it sets something off like the world has now set like a, a faster pace into this evolution mm-hmm. and i want people to really think about that so us going through that movement and now understanding our culture and our background while living and navigating through this world where we're the ones that's under white folks no matter how educated we are no matter our background no matter what we know what we know no matter what we don't know no matter if we spent 25 years in the military all of these things are we're in this little sphere mm-hmm. and then the white folks around us no matter if they came out of no matter their again no matter their background no matter how long they're in the military they always supersede us so our understanding is not just understanding our culture it's navigating at the same time understanding at the same time and don't fuck up because if you mess up you're gonna you're gonna get whipped in back of master's house type of education right. so it's kind of like we are doing such great molding but the white folks have so much to catch up on and i do feel like like the generation now who's behind this generation z mm-hmm. they are the ones that's really breaking the mold mm-hmm. i feel like we're the ones that started the conversation and they're the one that's running through that conversation and it's them and their parents are like hey mom <laughs> mm-hmm. let's talk about this mm-hmm. and i think that's so important there's no more room for ignorance. The The concept of ignorance is bliss is it's done for. Like, you can no longer say, oh, you know, ignorance is bliss. No, it's not blissful for who? Right. Who is it blissful for? Because while you're being ignorant, I'm being punished for your ignorance. We're, we're past that. We cannot be, like, the last four years with Trump should have been the biggest, like, <laughs> freaking announcement. Okay, it's time to understand your culture now because we have literal states that want to break off from the United States because they want to return to how, like, how it used to be. Recording. I'm not doing that. <laughs> she. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not staying for that. Right. Oh, my goodness. I... I'm, I'm sorry. I just I'm I'm taking some time to process everything. That was a lot this conversation. I yeah, think, I think that we're just like we went right for the jugular. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's just get right into it, like mm-hmm. meat, and, meat and bones. And I I think that where we're coming in as well and talking about black rage and identifying it is the reclaiming of that. Mm-hmm. There are hashtags. Black rage now, like all, all over, like on social media, people are discussing black rage across like other like podcast platforms and in news and and things like that as well. And though generally like the like the main um, most prominent like media outlets, we are not very trusting of them because of the framing of the all of the like the messaging mm-hmm. that comes across. Of course, I think that there is like the there is this collective of like you just us right and allies that are just like redefining that what black rage is mm-hmm. and i remember though i don't subscribe to the um 
gender, <laughs> like the gender conform, like conforming norms, mm-hmm. um, as much like through my own self discovery of identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember heavily struggling with the black woman near the angry black woman same same and i remember it was like a few years ago i was having a conversation with someone i was dating at the time and i was getting really and and now i can confidently say i was getting angry Mm -hmm. because they were not understanding of what i was trying to say and I remember getting to a point where my voice, typically when I have conversations and debate, like if I get really animated, of course like it goes up a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's not in a way that is ever disrespectful or rude or anything like that. But I am at this point very impassioned. I'm at this point angry. Mm-hmm. I'm getting frustrated. Like you're going to understand this today, mm-hmm. right? And I got back from them, why are you getting so angry? And I remember the moment those words came, out it shut me down they just shut me down and i and i remember closing my mouth and apologizing Mm -hmm. and that stayed with me because it really bugged me how it only took that person saying to me why are you getting angry for me to just and that's it be quiet and stop talking and engaging in that way Mm -hmm. and fast forward probably like a year later i went to a conference for work and it was uh we're talking about like this specific topic. We're talking about like, the iceberg of oppression and how to really what is allyship and all of those things. Or are we talking about like the medical apartheid? Like we were talking about racism in the medical industry, racism in the housing industry, across all of those different sectors and systems. And I just had the biggest crush on the presenter Mm. and um it is an incredible incredible woman she ended up you know moving away from academia and like her own like um predominantly white institution and ended up creating like her own thing now she Mm. has like her own company and everything and i remember after the whole conference in the afternoon we went and we're just you know grabbing food and that it was just like eating at me and gnawing at me because she was answering questions just like really engaging in a non-presenter kind of way and I asked her, and I was like, how do you respond? And how have you responded? Because she was very unapologetic about mm-hmm. what she had to say. And how, and I asked her, how do you respond to someone throwing the angry black woman narrative at mm-hmm. you? And she looked at me, and she goes, well, I am angry. So what's your question? Mm-hmm. You're lucky that all you're getting from me is anger. Is anger. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to burn this whole thing down. Mm-hmm. And I shit you not, and like that changed, but that response changed everything for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Time. That's an intense, that's a powerful response. Right? This space of like, I need to apologize for this anger and this rage that I hold within me mm-hmm. for everything that we not only have gone through because our ancestors like are with us of course it's in our dna it's in our dna Mm -hmm. we carry that collective oppression in us Mm -hmm. right going from that place of colonization for you and i from like where we come from Mm -hmm. the dissemination of like our people the enslavement of all of that and and to this day carrying that everywhere we go and continuing to feel Mm -hmm. the whips of that oppression and the discrimination and all of that stuff right Mm -hmm. Like the the anger is justified. The rage is understandable, mm-hmm. and and on top of it, I felt like I had to stifle it. And going from that space where like you mean like I'm okay, <laughs> you mean like it's cool for me to be yes, fucking pissed yeah. about this. That's something I, I that too. that 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 changed it for me. Of course. And so I do carry that black rage with me, mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. When was the last time you experienced black rage? <laughs> Yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to circle back. I wanted to say um, those words that she gave you. I feel like I, I feel like almost we we need that permission sometimes to jump into things. And I've mm-hmm. noticed that about myself and a lot of my emotions. Especially when it includes other other people or other situations or it's not just me experiencing this about myself and feeling this way, even though everything stems from something. But like that person telling you, like, I am angry and you have to think about it. Right. I am. <laughs> yeah. 
I, this is something that has been bothering me. This is something that I've experienced. This is something that continues to follow me. This is something that continuously comes in front of me for me to deal with because this is not okay. And it comes in different forms. And then having someone tell you like, it's okay. What power that gives you. What power, like, I would feel so, I would feel illuminated. I would feel like, okay, now my steps are now just illuminated in front of me. I can now take these steps and I now understand the feeling that I'm walking in. This is the emotion that I'm carrying. This is the rage that I embody because it's important for you to understand where I'm coming from, not within this moment, but overall. And that's something that people don't see. Okay, cool. You're tripping about this moment, whatever. Okay, let's take this moment out of it. Let's put another moment in. Mm-hmm. Let's put this overall situation. And when you give that person that big picture example, it's like their face changes. It's like that aha moment happens. Okay, within this moment, I experienced this and I was enraged. Why were you enraged? Why are you so angry? And you take a second to be like, okay. Instead of me putting you in my shoes, let me give you the overall outlook because I want you to see it through through my lens. It's not about your lens. It's about my lens. It's about the lens that I am carrying with me because of the color of my skin. And then because of, of how diverse our life is and people we interact with, we're not only interacting with black people. Like Florida is a melting pot. We have the amount of people that you run into, It's you're not going to experience the same person over and over in a way. Mm-hmm. So understanding like the emotion that you have when explaining this particular this moment is intense. It's powerful. It's something that it is the words from your mouth should carry so much weight mm-hmm. that the shoulders of the person that's receiving it falls with that type of information because their 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 bubble has now been bursted as to now, okay, I understand where she's coming from in this particular situation. And even if I don't, this person carries such emotion with this particular topic. It's something that I now have to at least dive into a little bit to better understand my peers. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, when I leave this relationship, this conversation, and I run into someone else that is experiencing something similar, mm-hmm. I now at least have a background of what this person may be experiencing. It, it creates that empathy mm-hmm. that we lack. It's create that shame. It's important. Yeah. Every, every, every conversation is so, so, so important about this. It's so, so, so important to really understand the other person, but not to put yourself in that shoe. Right. But to understand this is what this person is going through within that person. Right. And that's something that's that's you have to work pretty hard to tap into that because we are self first. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and, and we show up in the world the way we show up. Like we we don't get to take our skin off. We don't get to take our. Right. You know. Oh, yeah. Like the blue lights. Or lots. Right. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. We, we don't get to do that. We, you know, it's not, it's not a uniform that we don on like every day and we, which we have a choice of taking off at any time. Right. Exactly. And so I, I it really has me thinking up uh, two things. One, as you talked about this generation that is just so deeply an apologetic, right? Mm-hmm. I think about, you know, my siblings generation, you know, who's you know, younger and started questioning things from a very early age mm-hmm. and how, if they grew up not understanding why I need to ask permission to feel this to begin with, then they're already unbridled in their ability to feel their emotions, Mm -hmm. right? And also has me thinking, too, for us and our own collective, our own generation, Mm -hmm. how many of us, other people, in our communities Mm -hmm. do not feel like they have the permission to experience and Mm -hmm. feel and outwardly express their rage? Right. That's a big one. And maybe this is the beginning. I think this was very fitting because I don't have any authority to do this. And I don't think you have any authority to do this. But being able to tell people, hey, release that rage. Mm -hmm. You have permission to feel the way you do because it is rooted in something. Mm -hmm. It is rooted in a very real history that people are trying to stifle and pretend never existed. Mm-hmm. So give yourself that permission to feel. To feel it. To feel rage. Right. To feel black rage. That's something that we're, we're, we're told that we can't, like within that moment, behave yourself. Don't experience this because you don't know what can happen next. And unfortunately, we go through that. Like feeling something and, and being told you are not allowed to feel this because you could be arrested, you could mm-hmm. be shot, you could be, excuse my language, excuse me for whatever trauma they may, that might have just caused, but mm-hmm. 
we experience so many things just by experiencing our emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to. There's so many things we cannot experience as those who are not black because we're black. We cannot be angry in public. Mm -hmm. We cannot raise our voices in public. We cannot ask questions in public. We can't then ask for better service in public. We can't ask for another napkin in public, which is so interesting. Like the amount of anxiety that I have for regular things mm. and other people don't have. And I've noticed that. And it, and it is because we are taught to, okay, make sure it's a mother may I type of headspace and don't say it too loudly. And if you say it too loudly, that's, that's not going to work for them. And I've, and I've really like, I've really seen that, like looking at my entire life, because we've we've gone through the government, the corporate life of mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do at this time. Right. This is how we're going to live according to these rules and to these guidelines and stepping out of those guidelines and seeing how much those guidelines were not for our best as a collective. It was definitely meant to keep us at a at a um, tolerable space. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to really think about that. Like we are experiencing moments of black rage where we do not understand that feeling, that feeling of yes. what what am I feeling at this moment? Right. Why why do I feel uncomfortable? Why why am I thinking so deeply about what John just told me about this particular thing that he did not like? And then you're like, what does what does John's opinion have to do with the way that I do this or that? Yeah, you know that GIF like on Instagram where you have like the guy, like the cartoon character, the male cartoon character, and the butterfly, and it just like points to it. It's like, is this? And then like, you know, like, like plugging with it. It's like, like, is this microaggression? <laughs> is this John losing his damn mind talking to me like this? Like yeah. out of my name for real. Right? Like, does has John want to be punched in his throat? <laughs> does John- what does John like to feel? He likes to feel my black rage. Right. Because I'll give it to him. So no. <laughs> no, thank you, John. But still. Okay. I like that we I like that we uh, entered this realm of conversation. I like that we got a chance to really like introduce ourselves, give our give our listeners a good background of what we are, who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm giving you quite a visual here. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, diving into these topics um, within our podcast is what we look to do. We want to make, this is going to be a movement. You know, this is not, this is, what does it say? How does it go? Um, the revolution will not be televised. Is that what, how does it go? Yes. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. feel like we're in that space now. All the conversations that you've been looking, it's been at the tip of your tongue. What do I name this? This is what we have our podcast for. Let's, mm-hmm. let's give these feelings a name. Let's give these moments a name. Let's release that pressure. Let's give each other that permission to discuss the things that we've been wanting discuss, but wanting to discuss, but not having a platform to do so. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. Do you feel it? I feel it. Do you? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Melanated Movement yes. with Tess and Anne. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm so excited to really go deeper into this. And because I know I'm feeling nervous because this is a vulnerable space as well. Right? Oh, for sure. This is kind of giving people a, a look into our internal monologues, mm-hmm. right? The ones that we just like go through and go through it like I every love day. The monologues, right? <laughs> right. And so, like being like being able to step out of ourselves and just like this is what we have been thinking and feeling, <laughs> and it's okay to be vulnerable in that space. I think allowing ourselves to to tap into the things that which do does make us uncomfortable is what creates change Mm -hmm. right and it starts and it does start with us like what is my personal responsibility in this um what more can i learn about the history Mm because what i moved here about 14 years ago and i remember not understanding so much of what i would feel because Coming from Haiti, where there is colorism and classism, oh, yeah. you know, I lived that in a, at a very comfortable intersection. Mm-hmm. You know, where you know I had the the edu- with the education that I received and the the who my friends you know uh, were and and the activities that I got you know to do and all of that stuff. Like I lived at a very comfortable intersection, mm-hmm. you know, with with, with all of the classism and colorism and tech you know texturism and we're going to talk about that as well we're going to talk about like you know different shades of melanated skin and the um the intersections of oppression and privilege with each 
uh, shade and with each texture, with each like, you know, difference that exists like in our own beautiful brown and black skin, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I remember not really understanding when I first moved here, uh, the first instance of, of uh, discriminate discrimination that I like I, I kind of I was at the end of on the other side of I was like what is what is happening mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm like I think I just experienced racism um and the many different ways that people insult like my intelligence mm-hmm. by saying that I don't like I sound a certain way when because whatever yeah. right? it, it was very it was a very interesting world to navigate it was weird because I didn't have the context like I I we we come from a space of extreme pride, mm-hmm. right? As a Haitian people, no matter how much that like our people have gone through, We're very our powerful. history, yeah, our history is rooted in like victory of course victoriously kicking we the butts right like the asses of like the people who were like colonizing us for so long exactly. right they, like, we had a fucking revolution and we freed eight other countries and we freed eight other <laughs> like th- like this stuff is like like th- that pride it is continues. infectious it is and i had to do the work i had to do the work of like truly understanding what am I experiencing mm-hmm. and for a moment i didn't feel like i had permission to feel the way of a collective because I didn't spend my whole life here. Right. But then, but it is a reality. The fact that our country is in the state of disarray that it, in which it, it is right now is a result of white supremacy. And of course. Is a result of the same, like similar and not same level of oppression mm-hmm. like that we experience like here. Right. Yeah. And so I, I had to do the work. And so I agree with you. My personal responsibility is to continue to learn the entirety of the history of our people living in America. Mm-hmm. And we all have that responsibility. I agree. We have to we have to take that on. It's not it's not a small task by any means, but it's something that we all hold. We have that responsibility and it's important for us to continue on and take it on and learn. Anything that you want to leave our listeners with? I think where I'm at right now is I am so mother-loving excited. (laughs) I'm excited for this new journey. I'm excited for this ride that we have now buckled into Mm -hmm. and we're about to take off and every moment is another click up that roller coaster of knowledge, of comfort, of breaking those, um, those barriers bursting those bubbles entering these uncomfortable spaces and really having these conversations so mm-hmm. i'm more than excited to continue this journey all right mm-hmm. and- <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Anne. thank you tess uh, i'm just i love you i love you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love baby baby it's all love baby baby <laughs> This has been the, the um, first episode of the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tessa Until next time, listeners.